Hello. Oh my gosh. Hey, Lindsay. Uh, it's cool to see you. It's good to see you too. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Chaotic Cinema. Thanks for the memories. And nightmares. Yes. And Lindsay uh, had a hard time watching this movie because uh, she doesn't really like it. But I love this fucking movie. So I love to torture her as well. It's just, it's just too much. There's stuff going on that like is kind of terrible, like stuff that I don't really agree with. I just didn't relate to the movie at all. And there's just so many storylines and people and it's just kind of all over the place for me. Um, What is this movie we're talking about? We're talking about Dazed and Confused. Which after you explained uh, all of that, it kind of hits the title. Yes, yes. I'm confused and I'm in a daze. I just understand because a lot of people like Quentin Tarantino, this is one of his favorite movies. I just don't get it. I uh let me help you get it, bitch. Okay, so we're talking about dazed and confused because um obviously I love my medication. It really helps me through my day. Um <laughs> and this movie is uh it takes place in uh, Austin, Texas is where it is like oh of course it's texas of course of course it is um and it is uh set in the 70s all right and it is the last day of school okay um and this is a movie where it showcases uh high school students and middle school students you get to see both schools pretty much at the beginning of the movie um and the cool thing about this movie is it's about a whole bunch of like kids that are about to be seniors and they have a ritual every last day of school they leave school early and make their own like paddles uh to beat the shit out of little kids that are about to come to their school <laughs> which is terrible it Wild. was hard to watch this especially when they're beating that one kid up like yeah. and then the way they treat the, the girls treat the girls is like so degrading and terrible and it's like did that ever happen at your high school didn't have um, mine. I mean, I think I uh, was hazed for being gay, but not uh, violently. Um, so, and even if I was in that situation and I was getting uh, smacked on the ass with a paddle, I'd just be like, more, ooh, daddy. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd make That's it awkward. Gross. I'd make it awkward for them. So they'd be like, okay, never mind. <laughs> We're not doing this again. <laughs> um, but, uh, you go the first scene is you are uh, introduced to the main character um and i am this movie has a lot of characters and i don't remember most of their names okay so yeah. it is going to be a challenge uh to get the names honestly the Let's main character is played by jason london though i know the actor's name cool i'm gonna call him jason okay now the movie is centered around jason um, but it's a movie where all of the other cast members are, it's an ensemble movie. So everyone is important in the plot in some way. Yeah. Some of the cast members are Matthew McConaughey, Joey Lauren Adams, Anthony Rapp from Rent. Yes. Uh, Rory Cochran, who we've talked about in Empire Records. Ben Affleck, which, okay, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck right now. What is that going on? Well, that um, is a whole nother podcast. And then Parker Posey are the like the the names that I recognized anyway. Yeah. Um, and so you're introduced to Jason's character and he is uh, the quarterback of the football team. Um, and pretty quick into the movie, you realize that he is 
intermingling with a lot of different people. He has a lot of different types of friends. He's friends with like the druggie of the school who is super high all the time. Um, and he's friends with like misfits and popular people. So he's kind of like uh, the Troy Bolton of this movie. Who is that? High School Musical. We're all in <laughs> I, together. I know. I was too old to watch that movie. When did that even come out? When I was like in high school. Okay. Well, I was way past high school at that point. Uh, like a couple of years, Lindsay. I wasn't watching right. High School Musical when I had two kids. Yeah, you hated high school anyways. So you're I, like. I really did. I only went. That. I, I missed so many days except my senior year. I went every day. Oh, I was just skipping all the time. I had to transfer to a school in Iowa just to graduate. Because did you know in Iowa, the passing grade is a 60? Um, and I was like failing like AP English in Texas. And when I met my counselor in Iowa, he's like, do you want to, I see you're struggling in this class. You're barely passing. Do you want to move to regular English? And I was like, oh, I'm passing? No, we'll stay in it. <laughs> we'll stay. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and in Iowa, you don't have to have a foreign language to graduate. And yeah. that, was, that was my big hang up because I took French twice and failed both times. And I took Spanish twice and failed. Well, you didn't. Uh, when I was in, when I went to Richardson, you didn't have to have a foreign language. You could have a foreign language or a computer class. Oh. Well, anyways, Jason is walking around the school and he has just gotten this piece of paper <laughs> that he is supposed to sign. Uh, it's basically a pledge uh, saying that he won't party or do any drugs or anything. And um, it, so it won't affect their football season. And he just finds that completely infringes upon his rights. And yeah, well, I mean, not like it. He's, uh, he's a, almost a senior. He's becoming an adult. So I think somebody telling him what he needs to do is like, no. You shouldn't be drinking and doing drugs when you're in high school anyway. So I don't think it was that far out of the imagination. Yeah, but if you tell a, if you tell a kid that they can't do something, immediately they want to do it. I hate teenagers. I hate teenagers so much. And I have two teenagers, but I just, I, I love them. But I hate teenagers okay. in general because of that shit. I was because about to that... say, oh, so you hate your children? <laughs> No, but they don't act like that. They're good kids. They're well, out doing drugs and drinking and refusing to sign something and like ruining everybody's football season the next year because they want to drink and do drugs. Bullshit. Were they going to be drug tested? I don't even know if they had that capability in seventy in the 70s. So he had to just sign something promising he wouldn't. He had to stick to it. You know, none of the other guys were sticking to it. No, yeah. For sure. And they all signed it like no problem. Right. Because they're pushovers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but you, he's walking around the school and you get to be introduced to all the other characters. Uh, his best friend in the movie is the <laughs> main character, Jason. His name is Pink in the movie. That's what he goes by. Uh, it's like his nickname. Well, Pink is walking around the school with uh, Michelle, played by Mila Jovovich or whatever her fucking name is. Uh, yeah. Um, and Pickford, which is played by Sean Andrews, um, they are a part of like the misfit kids. Uh, Pickford is like the drug dealer. He sells weed to everyone. Um, and so while they're walking around the school, you're getting introduced to all these characters. Uh, 
Pink is kind of dating Simone, played by Joey Lauren Adams. She was really popular in the 90s. She was in Mall Rats. Um, facing Amy, yeah. She's yeah, there favorites. we go. <laughs> Thanks. Together, both of our brains make We'll figure work. this out, yeah. It'll work. Um, and so he's walking around the school with Pickford and Michelle, and he runs into um, the druggie. I forget his name because he doesn't have a fucking picture in here. The druggie. You're talking about uh, Rory Cochran. Yeah. yeah. Rory Rory Cochran, his uh, character's name is Slater, okay? Yeah. Um, and he uh, bumps into them in the hallway as they're, uh, like, avoiding class, and he is super stoned, okay? And he's standing in front of the water fountains, and there's a big mural of uh, Abraham, or uh, not Abraham Lincoln. Uh, George Washington. No, the guy who's like, I choose you in the war. Uncle Sam? Yeah, him. Um, <laughs> Uncle Sam, yeah. And he, his eyes are all like bloodshot, uh, both the characters and the painting on the wall. Jesus. <laughs> that just shows like how rebellious you could be in the 70s and deface property. And they're just like, it's cool. This is what happens. Yeah, I can imagine that you probably get in trouble nowadays for doing stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Dawn is Pink's best friend. He is the uh, like happy-go-lucky character. Uh, he's played by Sasha Jensen. And he is like the one that's always hitting on girls. Every single scene they show him, he's like talking in the hallway to a different girl. He's like a player, I feel like. I don't know who that is. I can't think of who that is. Well, Lindsay, uh, they start walking through the hallway and uh, they just end up going to their own classes. Uh, and it's the last day of school. So there's really not a lot uh, going on. The teachers aren't really giving a shit, you know? What, Lindsay? I know who that Don character is now. I'm seeing his picture. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think that they should have cast him as the ladies' man. Like, maybe in, like, Children of the Corn or something. <laughs> I don't think in Children of the Corn they had time to hit on anyone. Do you, but do you think he's attractive? Um, He gives me, like, a guy that I would have hooked up with at a frat party, and then he would Gross. Never... Gross. <laughs> no, but then he would never admit it, you know? I don't know. Something with the haircut and the parted in the middle and the fucking overalls. I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was wearing overalls. I can't. I can't do it. I forgot about that part. Um, so they go into their uh, classes and uh, Pink runs into uh, Anthony Rapp's character. Um, and his character is Tony. And Mike mm -hmm. is Tony's best friend. And um, they're also friends with the little ginger girl. That's what I'm going to call her. Um, and they're, they're I love how the men get names, but you won't look up the little ginger girl. I'm looking it up on IMDb, but she doesn't have a picture next to her name, so I don't know who Cynthia. Oh, yeah, that is uh, played by Marissa Ribsies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, they are like the geeky kids, um, they're the ones every like weekend they play poker oh. at the house instead of going to like anything school related or like. You know. Yeah, me. Yeah, I love that. Um, and uh, Pink invites them to come to the party tonight because they invite him to go play poker. And he's like, no, there's this big, like, rager and we're going to go to it. Um, and Anthony Rapp is uh, like, yeah, we'll go. He's kind of nervous about it. But uh, everyone walks away and Anthony Rapp and 
Mike are standing there and Anthony Rapp has a really funny line where he's like, I got to tell you about this dream I had last night, man. And he's like, okay, yeah, tell me. And he's like, okay, so I'm getting it on with like this perfect female body. And he's like, but, and then he stops and Mike's like, no, you can't just stop there. Like perfect female body. That's a good start. And uh, Tony's like, but with the head of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and Mike, after uh, Tony walks away, Mike is like, Jesus, I'm sorry. He says it under his breath, like, God, that's fucking rough. Um, but then Pink goes into his class and uh, you get to meet Jody, who is uh, one of the main characters in the movie that he kind of likes, but you don't really know he likes her until like halfway through the movie. But then Pink goes into his class and uh, you get to meet Jody, who is uh, one of the main characters in the movie that he kind of likes, but you don't really know he likes her until like halfway through the movie. In this class, all of the girls are listing their, uh, all the uh, Gilligan's Island episodes. Oh yeah. And they're like writing them on the wall or on the chalkboard or whatever. And, uh, they end up going to the bathroom, all the girls do, and uh, they're in the bathroom, and one of the girls is like, you guys were in there just listing all the Gilligan's Island episodes without a hint of irony. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, she's like, it's a male pornographic like fantasy. And she, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, you're stranded on an island with two readily available women. One is like the pretty one and the other one is the girl next door with the nice butt. <laughs> and it's like, then they're talking and about all the guys are ugly. Yes. Skipper yeah. and all this bullshit. None of them are attractive. Um, Not and, ugly. I shouldn't say ugly. Gilligan wasn't ugly. Yeah. Gilligan wasn't pretty either. <laughs> um, but you're introduced to all the other bad boys at this school. Uh, O'Banion is played by uh, Ben Affleck. He doesn't even go to the school. I think he's graduated. No, he didn't pass his senior year, so he failed. And everyone says he failed because he wanted to beat the shit out of kids again. <laughs> I, I He's probably my least favorite character. So all of the males in this movie made these paddles, okay? And they wrote stuff on them. Some of them drilled holes through them so the wind would, uh, it'd be a harder impact, you know? This is nuts. Wild. <laughs> oh, if somebody oh. was beating my child with a paddle at school, I'd be in the principal's office. Call me a Karen. Call me whatever you want. Karen. <laughs> or I'll, I would go out and whoop their asses myself. Well, that almost happens, and we'll get to there. But, um... All of these characters, all the boys who had, they had to make the paddles. The director had them make the paddles. What? Each one. Yep. He had them make the paddles because he felt like it would help them develop their character more because they they put work into making this uh, and it just helped them connect more to it. Also, also, the director, when he cast the movie, he gave a personal mixtape to each one of the cast members with songs that would help them connect with their character. Yeah, I did see that. that. And that was a cool idea. Yeah, because it helps them understand, like, where their character would be coming from, just from, like, the music that they listen to, you know? But do you think this actually happened? Do you think there was actually schools where the seniors would paddle incoming freshmen? 
Um, I, I, maybe it might have happened, but I don't think that the teachers would have been as okay with it as they were in the movies. Because uh, what happens next is the boys from this high school drive in a pickup truck to go to the middle school. And this guy has a really souped up pickup truck because it has like a fucking announcer speaker. That <laughs> it's wild. And um, <clears throat> before they leave, uh, the Jody character, she tells the boys to not uh, give her brother a hard time. And that's Mitch Kramer. Which she had to have known that they were going to go after him more because she told him that. She should have yeah. just left it alone. Yeah. So when the boys drive up to the school and they're talking on the speaker at the very end, uh, they basically are saying, like, if you guys meet us here after school, you'll get your licks and then, like, it'll be done and we won't get you as hard. Uh, and then at the very end, he's like, oh, and Mitch, we're coming for you, buddy. We're coming for you. And I'm like, oh, this is a moment where a big sister is trying to stick up for her little brother and it bites him in the ass. It's rough. Literally. Well, snaps him in the ass. I don't know. Whatever they were doing. That gay shit. But yeah, so at this point, the middle schoolers go up to their teacher and they're like, hey, can we leave class early? Any chance, like any minute we get to get out of class early, we have a better chance of survival. And the teacher's like, you know what my uh, officer said to me in the army? He said, boys, all of you guys are going out. Only half of you are coming back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. And then he just like smiles and grins and laughs about it. And I'm like, okay, this is like child abuse. It, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just a different time now. I mean, it's obviously a different time now. But it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's too much. Why are you beating people? Yeah, I think it's 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 wild. Uh, and the fact that the teachers are just like, oh. Okay just, with it. Yeah. They're just like, yep, that's fine. Whatever. Um, well, Mitch and his friends um, try to they have a friend that has taken his brother's car and they're going to run to the car and get away and it's like their little escape plan or whatever well obanion the failure he failed mm -hmm. um he is the antagonist in this movie he's probably like the villain out of the boys yeah jennifer lopez's boyfriend yeah you know j-lo no big deal. She doesn't age. I don't know if you I think know. Ben Affleck is the antagonist in life. So, oh my God. I hope he's not listening. So oh, sorry. yeah, I'm sure. So sorry, sir. I'm so not. I'm not. She's playing with her cat stress ball right now. It's wild. <laughs> I thought she had a cat in front of the camera. She was just holding the stress ball really close. And I was like, oh my God, your cat is so invasive. <laughs> get, him, get him the fuck out of here. Um, so at this point, uh, the middle schoolers are trying to escape um, and they're driving really fast because the pickup has spotted them and is chasing them to their house. Um, and the pickup drives through people's yards. OK, like I know that I know there's some dad out there that's like, get off my fucking lawn. Yeah, and just like leaving tire marks in mud everywhere in their fucking yard. It's wild. Well, they end up uh, getting to Mitch's house or Mitch's best friend's house. I forget his name. But uh, they are running into the house and O'Banion gets out of the pickup. And then the two cars race off because the other boys are trying to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> and uh, as 
Mitch and his friend are running to the house. O'Banion runs in front of them and uh, catches them and is about to like beat the shit out of them while he's holding like the post to his house. Uh, and his mom comes out with a shotgun. <laughs> Get him. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's cool. I like this. What if like he hit one of the kids? Would she have pulled the trigger? Was she on? Was Maybe. It a bad, was it a bad day for her? He was she on did. my property and he came and attacked us. Yeah, like maybe she went to the grocery store and like her coupons didn't work. You know what I mean? She could have had like a stressful day. You know what I mean? Back yeah. then, the, who knows? Uh, so they go into the house and O'Banion is walking away and then he turns around and realizes that Mitch and his friend are looking, peeking out of the door and he's like, oh, I'm going to get you motherfuckers. Um, there's a lot of cussing in this movie and I love it. It's so good. Um, Nick loves a good cuss word. I just love that shit. I fucking love it so fucking much. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, at this point in the movie, O'Banion is pissed and he leaves and it cuts back to the middle school. And this is where Jody, the girls have their own form of hazing as well, which honestly, to me, I feel like the girls is more degrading. Um, it's yeah. way worse um, because the head meanie of the senior girls is played by Parker Posey. Um, and she, this is my favorite role she's ever done. Uh, what else has she been in? Ellipses. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, no, she's been in Best in Show. She was in A Mighty Wind. Um, she's done a lot of like weird comedy movies. Oh, Scream 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. The other yeah. Gail Weathers. I think that's my favorite. Of course, that's the movie Lindsay's going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Best in the Show. I've never seen Wind or whatever you said. <laughs> Gone with the Wind? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, sat, I watched that in a movie theater, and uh, it had an intermission. I'm not that old, guys. It's just, racist. Super racist, but uh, back then... That was okay. It's not. It wasn't. It's not okay ever. <laughs> um, but uh, they're picking up these girls from the middle school and putting pacifiers in their mouths and sitting them in the back of their pickup trucks because they're about to take them to a secret spot where they're selling concessions um, to haze these girls. And people are just buying concessions as they're, like, hazing these girls. Pouring shit all over them. Yeah, it's a community. The community supports it. <laughs> They're like, I oh. I just can't. I can't with this movie. Well, it, they get to this uh, parking lot, and the girls uh, that are getting hazed, the seniors tell them to lay on the ground, um, and uh, they tell them to fry like bacon. And then sh they say, fry, you little piggies. And <laughs> while they're doing this, they're spraying like fucking ketchup uh baking powder all this bullshit flour all this bullshit all over them oats like you know they're making some cookies yeah with ketchup people love that shit um <laughs> yeah but they're just making their them all messy and women hate that shit um and as they're pouring flour on the uh m one of the girls wasn't even supposed to go get hazed she was invited to get hazed by Jody. And Jody is so sweet uh, that the girl was just like, oh, of course, yeah, I'll come be degraded. It's cool. What do you mean she wasn't supposed to be hazed? Because they, the girls, the girls who wanted to be popular in the middle school that were going to the high school probably all volunteered to go. Oh, to so I, I wouldn't have been in that group anyway. 
And this girl was just standing on the side, like not trying to be a part of it. And they had, she had one pacifier left. Jody did. So she's like, I got to give this to someone. You know what I mean? So she asks her to come. Um, and after these girls are frying on the ground, like little fucking babies, little piggy poos, um, they are taken by their, they put a leash on them. Oh my <laughs> and, God. Yeah. And they take them up to random guys that are watching this because it's just so fun. And the, they have to propose to these guys. Um, one of the best parts is this girl comes up in front of uh, Don's character and he she's proposing to him and he's like, uh, what do you do for me? And she's like, anything you want. And he's like, okay, can you do this? And she does it and he's like, okay, do you spit or swallow? <laughs> oh my God. It's I just young. can't. This, this, this type of shit, people who make these movies, these guys that make these movies, I feel like peaked in high school or were like complete losers in high school and think this is what high school, this is like their fantasy of what high school is. Yeah, I feel that. Um, and after all the girls get degraded, they get back in the pickup trucks, um, but not before Parker Posey says her best line in the fucking movie. One of the girls, as they're getting in the pickup truck, is like looking at Parker, like really upset because obviously they just sprayed her with a whole bunch of shit. Um, and she's like, what are you looking at? Wipe that face off your head, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I just love her. And when the girls aren't like doing what she wants them to do, uh, uh, she's like, since all you prick teases want to fuck around, we're going to make this real interesting. And that's when they start spraying them with all the ketchup and all that bullshit. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so after these, uh, hazed girls get into the pickups uh they take them to wash them off because that's nice sweet seniors uh but they take them to a car wash <laughs> um and i don't know if you've been in a car wash before um but it has hot water uh that's boiling your skin as it's cleaning you so that was nice <laughs> god and all where these, are these parents at the parents don't give a fuck it was the 70s they were probably smoking weed too that they got from Pickford. <laughs> um, Pickford. The names, too, are just fucking ridiculous. Pink. Pickford. Simone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so weird. I've never heard Simone. Um, but, yeah, so after they take them to clean them up, uh, they uh, it cuts to uh, the baseball game, and Mitch is in the baseball game uh, with his other friends, um, and it's like a big game. It's like the last game of the season, and uh, the whole time they're playing, they see the dudes from high school with their paddles just waiting for them. Um, mm -hmm. And so what do his two best friends do? Mitch's two best friends at the end of the game – Tell him to walk one way so they can run the other way and they won't. Get what pussies? They're like, they're already coming for you, bud. Just let them, you know? He, yeah, I don't understand why he wouldn't just take it. They would not, why they all just wouldn't take it at that point. Get yeah. it over with. Do you just imagine living in fear the whole summer? Like, oh, if anyone sees me, like they could beat the shit out of me. I would just like invite all the seniors to my house and be like, hey, this isn't a gangbang. Just beat the shit out of me. And then this my whole summer, I can enjoy it. You know, that's <laughs> just it is. I mean, and what's really sad is these kids who are getting hazed, uh, especially the girls. They did it by choice because they knew if they did it, they could become popular in high school. It's wild. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Popular people suck. Yeah, it's like, it's wild. Popular people, I mm, I was kind of popular, not really, but. And you suck. What, okay, like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all full of, like, jocks that have peaked in high school and girls who are now, like, part of, like, uh, the fucking boss babe community on Facebook trying to sell these multi-level marketing schemes. Oh, I just love a good marketing scheme. It's just like, here, buy this. It's like, I'm never <laughs> going to use this product. Thank you so much. Um, but at this point in the movie, uh, Mitch is like walking towards them. It's like the walk of shame. He knows what's going to happen. But Pink is in the stands and he is talking to like an old couple. And the old couple is like, are you excited about next year? You guys could really win. And it's all building to this pressure of him having to sign this piece of paper. Everything is like reminding him of it, you know? Right. And so they, the O'Banion and the other shit fucks, uh, get P Mitch on a car while well, all these other cars are leaving in the parking lot and he's they're just beating the shit out of him and no cars stop <laughs> um, no one even asks what's boys going on boys will be boys you know it's like abuse is a new way of hugging someone <laughs> it is the way <laughs> it's nice um, now the casting of this movie uh, they it, they used a lot of their budget one sixth of their budget to get the rights for the music in the movie yeah. Um, and so they ended up getting a lot of actors and actresses that weren't really well known at the time because they had spent a lot of their money on music. Yeah. And so this movie kind of it started a lot of people's careers. Um, and there's a like Mila Jolovich and yeah. uh, Ben Affleck wasn't really super well known at this time, but like these he is now. Yes. And so. Um, Lindsay said this earlier, but Quentin Tarantino included this movie in his top 10 movies of all time. Yeah. And there was a lot of stars now that were turned down for roles like Claire Danes, Elizabeth Berkeley, Ashley Judd, Brendan Fraser, John Favreau, and Vince Vaughn. You know, I wrote all that down too, but uh, I left out uh, John Favreau because I didn't feel like he was important. <laughs> I know. What? I mean, he's in that chef movie or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he was in Swingers. He was, he was in, in the chef movie. Yes, he was. He was in Four Christmases. He was in, he's in Who all the, the like, all the four, iron. Who saw Four Christmases? I watch that movie every night before I go to bed. Oh, and Vince Vaughn was in that movie too. Yeah, and he was in um, all the Mar all the Iron Man movies. He plays Happy. He also Happy. he also decor directed <laughs> decorated. He also directed a bunch of movies. So for I would say to be honest, he's probably the top of that list. I just said. I wouldn't want him to top me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but I do love your work. Um, you're so great. Um, but at this point in the movie, uh. They are, the girls are taking the Hayes girls home. Uh, Pink is offered to take Mitch home. Um, and they end up, both of those two middle schoolers end up getting invited to the party. 
Um, and it's both Jody and Pink are inviting them because they wanted they had cool seniors that invited them out after they they beat the shit out of them and tore them down. And so they wanted to kind of do that for these newbies, you know? I'm I'm still shocked at what you said about John Favreau. Oh my god, we gotta move on. Um no, but uh so after these two get invited, um they uh they're going over to Pickford's house because that's where the party's yeah. supposed to be. But uh, Pink and Dawn go and visit Pickford after school to get some weed because, you know, that's cool. Of course. Of course, get some medicine. Mommy needs her medicine. Um, and as they're there, they see that uh, the mom and dad are outside packing the car and they're trying to pretend like they didn't know that Pickford was staying there. What? And the parents didn't know that he was staying there? No, the uh, Dawn and Pink come up and act like they didn't know that they thought uh, they were pretending that Pickford was going with them for the weekend. Oh, okay. okay. And so trying to avoid that there was going to be a party there, you know? Right. Um, and so while this is happening, they go upstairs and they think everything is good to go. Well, there's a wrench in the fucking plan because the guy who's delivering the beer has a hot date that night and came early to drop off the beer kegs. Um, and this is fucking everything up because the dad's like, uh, comes into the room and they have a screwdriver in the door to prevent anyone from entering the room because they're smoking weed. Um, and they spray Febreze. If they did, they have Febreze back then? No, it's probably just air freshener. Glade. Lysol. Oh, yeah, <laughs> get out the germs. Um, yeah, but they they spray it in the room. Uh, first of all, a parent would still smell that. Right. And second of all, have you ever been to a, par a house party where the parents were out of town? Where, like, a number of people came, like, what they show in movies, like, hundreds? Um, no, but maybe I just wasn't popular enough to get invited. <laughs> I've never heard of that. We never thought about throwing a party when our parents were out of town. Where we just do, you know our, do you know our parents? Oh, my God. They, they almost... Push someone through a window once. What do you mean? We're not doing any of this shit. We're not getting. Hi, Alan. Hi, Alan. We uh, we don't miss you, but uh, we wish you were dead. Um, no big deal. Uh, I don't wish anybody dead. Thanks for getting me on the voice. That sob story really worked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but they uh, the plan gets foiled, and uh, Pickford's dad says that they're not going anywhere. Um, and the mom is like, Han. Come on. Well, that ruins her fucking vacation. No, I know. You. I feel like the mom is the one that's like, like uh, me and my husband, Nick, he is the one who's going to be like very strict. And I'm going to be the one that's like, oh, you're grounded. Uh, you can go to this party, but I'm just going to tell dad that I forgot you were grounded. <laughs> wow. And that seems like the mom. She seems like, oh, who cares? <laughs> Let him have the cake. She would have signed off on it. Jesus. <laughs> Not in um, my house, though. And so, but not everyone knows that the party is canceled. So at this point, after they drop the the newbies off at their house, a lot of the people, the geeks, show up at the house and the dad answers the door and they're like, uh, uh okay. They were already nervous <laughs> to come. Yeah, they were already nervous to come in the first place. Oh, the geeks. Yeah. Yeah, the geeks, the cheeky geeks. Um, and so now all of these seniors are like, well, we just bought all this beer. It's in their trunks. They have a, a fucking trunk filled with like fucking beer bottles. Uh, just like, who, I just don't know how you could get alcohol so easily. As a teenager? 
Even Mitch gets alcohol in the movie and he looks like a prepubescent girl. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I think they try to paint it as the seventies were different. I maybe the seventies were different. Maybe they didn't have even. I don't know. When did you have to start being twenty one to drink? Prohibition. I don't know. I don't know what is prohibition. I heard it once, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's not it." Yeah, that's. Um, and they may have not even had that law yet in the seventies. I have no idea. I'm not a lawmaker. God damn it. I don't work for Congress, Lindsay. Um, but at this point in the movie, uh, they're all driving around and they end up picking up their uh, little newbie middle schoolers, Mitch. And I forget, I don't know that girl's name or else I would have said it already. Uh, what girl? What girl? Um, Sabrina is her name. The middle school girl that was invited. In 1984. Was when it switched to 21? The Congress passed the National National Minimum Drinking Age Act in 1984. Yeah, establishing 20 minus the minimum legal. So they could just purchase alcohol when they were that age in the 70s? No, I think before then it was 18. I don't think a fucking sixth grader could have walked in and been like, hey, give me some vodka. You know what I mean? Okay. Keep talking. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look this up. She's like, do sixth graders buy alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, at this point, they're driving around. They go to the pool hall. Okay. Um, and keep in mind, while all this is going on, it cuts to different scenes like the uh, Mitch and his friends at like a middle school dance. And at this middle school dance, there's like a dark room in the back that has couches and like black lights and there's people making out and feeling each other up. That that would never happen in a middle school. They wouldn't have couches. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's wild. And when they leave uh, because they're bored, uh, they say uh, the people, the teachers at the door are like, you know, if you leave, you can't come back. And they're, the kids are smart asses. And they're like, oh, did you hear that? What are we going to do? <laughs> Little asshole kids. It's wild. Yeah, it was 18. I don't know. It, it's too hard to look up right now. I feel that. Uh, so <laughs> when they, it cuts to a scene where uh, most of the teenagers are at a pool hall, okay? Um, and it seems like that pool hall only has people of their age in it. There's not adults or anything. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but there's so much smoke in there. Um, it just feels like it's... Teenagers are smoking. I remember a story. My dad went to the Dairy Queen with his friends when he was a teenager and he was smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And my grandpa caught him and went in there and was like, he my dad tried to put it out real quick. Yeah. He was like, no, smoke the whole damn thing. And he made him smoke a whole pack. No, that's what a lot of people used to do back in the day. Um, even though on the pack it says could cause cancer, I don't know why you would force your children to smoke an entire pack in front of you and watch Although them. I'm not sure if he made him do the pack or the whole cigarette. But the, regardless, my grandpa was also a smoker and died of lung cancer. So, like, yeah, why are we judging? Well, I think that uh, <laughs> coming from somebody who... Uh, just quit smoking cigarettes at the beginning of the year. Um, yes. Yes. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank myself God. for being, is he real? We don't know. Um, no, we don't. That's just my view. The you Christians know, are coming for us. Oh, I love a guy named Christian. <laughs> um, no, but at this point, um, 
they are at the pool hall and this is where you get to meet uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, okay? Now, when Matthew McConaughey was cast in this movie, his role was a little smaller, but then as they were filming, they could see how charismatic he was, so they gave him more lines in a beefier role. Yeah, and the only line anybody remembers from that movie is, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, and that line was improv, improv sorry. Of course it was. Yep. That seems like something he would just say every day. Yeah, I sh I'm sure it is something. He even says it now. Yeah, to his kids. All right, all right, all right. Let's go to school. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and what else does he say? I keep getting older, but the girls, they keep getting younger. What a predator. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was celebrated in this movie. All the other boys looked up to him and were like, he's God. God. <laughs> he is God. Um, also, another uh, quotable line from him is L-I-V-I-N. He says living. And that oh. line that line was added to the movie because uh, Matthew McConaughey's dad died while he was filming this movie. Whoa. Yeah. And so it was kind of like a he added it to be like live every day, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, just don't take it for granted kind of thing. Gosh. I know. It's That's sad. Dark. But maybe he got famous because he made a deal with the devil and the devil's like, I'm okay. taking your, I'm taking <laughs> Stop. your dad. Stop. And he's like, and when he said that, Matthew McConaughey was like, all right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? Oh my God. It's okay. I guess he doesn't need to be L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Move on. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but you get to see all the characters interact and um, just see how like being a child back then or a teenager, they did some wild shit, okay? They yeah. get high in a car and go drive down a street and throw random shit out of the car and break mailboxes. Um, and they You know tell. a little bit about that. Not breaking. Yeah, getting high in the car, I mean. Yeah, I didn't, uh, actually I didn't smoke weed in high school. Oh. And the first time, Lindsay, I smoked weed was with you. When was that? Um, with he who shall not be named. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm the problem. I'm the starter. I'll give you. First I'll of give all, you I a hint. I'll give you a hint of who it was. Weed. I'll give you a hint of who it was. Pink. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. And so, thank you. I for hope he's dead somewhere. Oh my god! You don't wish death on anyone, Lindsay. Remember, <laughs> remember, <laughs> Christian. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I can thank you for helping me find my medicine. First of all, I barely smoked weed at all. But you found time to do it with your youngest brother. <laughs> and that's probably the one and only time I smoked weed. I don't like the smell of it. it smells like skunk. It smells like happiness. No, I'm just kidding. Um. I smoke weed because it helps with my anxiety. Um, being on The Voice and uh, being in that situation causes a lot of stress. Even after years of you not being on that show, you still are kind of traumatized from the situation. People need therapy from The Voice. That's what he's saying. Adam Levine was a dick. Blake, Blake Shelton was a dick. Christina Aguilera was a bitch. CeeLo Green, who cares? CeeLo Green was so Fuck nice. Yeah. No, Fuck I'm not saying that. I'm Let saying, me just I, say, they don't spend any... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spill the tea on this. They don't spend any time with their contestants. No. It's not like what you think. He's no. not going to say it, but I will. 
Yeah, um, I, the only part I agree with uh, uh, from all the things you said about the coaches is uh, Christina Aguilera is a bitch. Um, Moo. And that's so sad to me because I grew up listening to her first album. Like, I learned to sing listening to that, NSYNC's first album, and Michael Jackson's Thriller album. Like, Let's be honest, Britney Spears was always better. She may not be a better singer, but Britney Spears is a better pop star than Christina Aguilera. Free Britney. Please, someone free Britney. She's been sending us subliminal messages for years. Her song, Sometimes, Sometimes I Run, Sometimes I Hide, Sometimes I'm Scared of You. That song's about her dad. And we didn't pick up on that. You know what I mean? So I feel like we really needed to do better work. Yeah. Um, but at this point in the movie, they're all mixing and mingling, beating the shit out of people. Um, and Mitch has already gotten beaten by most of the dudes. Uh, so once you get hit, you don't really get punished anymore. And... Uh, it's cool that they invited him out with them because then all the other seniors didn't take the opportunity to beat the shit out of him when he was there. Cause they thought he was cool for even showing up. You know what I mean? Right. And it not bothering him. You know what I mean? Um, and so O'Banion comes back and uh, they've already beaten the shit out of the, the bigger one of Mitch's friends. After they right. left the middle school dance. Um, and once again, the two friends who suggested Mitch run the other way from them, they left that friend by himself as well. That one, the blonde one, Carl, I think his name is. Yeah. You know, when I watched this again recently, I swear to God, he was the kid from Seventh Heaven. But there's, I don't think there's any way he could have been the same kid. Seventh Heaven, when I see those happy faces smiling back at me. You know, the dad, the guy that played the dad, not recently, but a couple years ago was like, he's like a child predator or some shit. Who isn't? Even speaking of child predators, uh, Kevin Spacey sexually assaulted Anthony Rapp, who is in this movie, while he was a child. People are fucking terrible. He literally, and the story is, is that he uh, carried him into his house, into his, uh, his own room, like Anthony Rapp's yeah. house. And scooped him up like this and then sexually assaulted him in his own house which is fucking wild kevin spacey gives kind of those weird vibes though like yeah is it the you know. wonky eye i don't <laughs> know <laughs> the bad skin <laughs> i don't know ever since american beauty i just ugh, can't do it you know ugh, i just remember him from seven. Oh, that movie's great too um yeah. so, so uh, as they're all mixing and mingling, this is where you get to see Sabrina come with the uh, senior girls. And the senior girls, once the hazing's done, they're very nice to her, except oh. for Parker Posey. I was gonna say. <laughs> Parker Posey, at any opportunity, wants to show that she's the dominant one. You know what I mean? She's kind of like Rizzo in Greece. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, Rizzo is a lot more likable than parker Posey's character for in my opinion sure. for sure for sure um and so they're mixing and mingling and they uh decide to set up a plan uh after mitch is sent to go get alcohol um and he has this whole conversation with the clerk and he's like oh oh i just graduated and he's like oh what are you gonna do now and he's like i think i'm just gonna take a year off and work you know get a little money in my pocket and the guy's like i feel that and he didn't even card him which is ridiculous because Mitch looks like the youngest out of this entire cast. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like he, he, look, he does not look even 16. 
Yeah. And I'm surprised the clerk didn't call him sweetheart or ma'am. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, it's just a little confusing. Um, but I mean, back in the seventies, everyone had long hair. And so <laughs> my dad had really long hair, curly hair. Really? I used to have black long hair with orange streaks in it. <laughs> it was a curl. Oh yeah. The street. Yeah. We'll uh, remembers I will post pictures of my dad because he looks like he would be in days of confused. And I will post a picture of you with the black never, hair. And I'm never going to find face. that picture. I think I have it. Alan took it. No, I'm just no. <laughs> <laughs> Alan has it up at the nursing us. home. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you see my old family. I left. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> um, so Mitch and his friends, uh, he links up with them after he walks out of the um, convenience store and buys alcohol. And uh, they make a plan to uh, set up O'Banion. And they are, uh, Mitch goes back to the pool hall and he, uh, they, he talks to his girl that he likes. I forget her name. Um, she's a sophomore. And he tells her to walk by O'Banion and say, did you hear that, uh, What's his name's outside? I forget his name. Carl? Yeah, that Carl's outside. And he's like, oh, the guy whose mom pulled a fucking shotgun on me. And so he runs out. Um, and they must have told other seniors to be in on the prank, too, because they have him against a wall, like, about to hit them with a paddle. And it's just cool that, like, seniors were like, oh, yeah, like, fuck O'Banion. We're going to get him, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so Albania comes over and is like, do you mind if I go first? And then just doesn't even wait for a response, just fucking moves in and tries to uh, like winds up. And as soon as he's about to hit him, he gets a little drizzle of some white on him. It looks like a bird flew over him and shit. Um, but then you realize that it's the other two boys on top of the building and they have a bucket where they get the bucket, first of all. Um, and where'd you get paint? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they poured the entire bucket on him and he's just doused in like, it looks like semen. Um, it's wild. Weren't they scared? They were running from this man the whole fucking night. Yeah. And they had, like, to now you're going to be big and brave in a tree and dump paint all over him like that. Like, he's just going to be like, okay, I won't <laughs> take you guys anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the right thing to do though, because he was so embarrassed after he got the paint like thrown on him that he didn't even try to go and find them <laughs> you know what i mean he's just like fuck everyone this is embarrassing worse <laughs> than failing my senior year this is awful um and so obanian uh this is the last time we see him in the movie he leaves <laughs> thank god he went to see jennifer lopez somewhere yeah i just can't get over that jennifer lopez is like this so cool talented singer actress and ben affleck this this like drunk guy who's friends with matt damon who used to be married to jennifer garner who plays a terrible batman i don't He's, like him there's a lot of segues here in this one lots of segues <laughs> we're just throwing out random things i'm sorry no you're fine um during the uh i don't know if you know this you probably do because you probably watched the same video as i did to get information about this um the scene where all of the senior boys are standing with matthew mcconaughey outside the pool hall mm-hmm Renee Zellweger is one of the extras that walks yeah, by. Yeah, I think yeah. we talked about that before when, because um, her and Rory Cochran dated. We talked about that when we talked about Empire Records, I think. Yeah, um, but uh, 
it's really funny to me that this movie, all, all the characters, it, like Lindsay said, it's very confusing. So Dazed and Confused is a great title for it because yeah. you, you need to be high to understand this movie. Um, and so- Just kind of like this this podcast, Chaotic Cinema. You need to be high to understand this podcast sometimes. Yeah, and I- And that's did, fine. I didn't even smoke before this. I should have. Yeah. God damn it. Now I'm mad. Missed um, opportunity. Uh, let me hit my ball. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so at this point in the movie, uh, Banyan has left and it's kind of like this, the positive energy is all around at this point, except for yeah. Parker Posey. Everyone is uh, being cool and like taking these new kids under their wing and really trying to give them a cool experience. When they drive in the car and are breaking mailboxes, they make Mitch... Why do you have a bowling ball, first of all, in your backseat? Um, they make Mitch pick up a bowling ball and throw it, and it breaks the back of a, a window of a car. <laughs> and these people, these kids, I... I, I and, and after he does it, they're like, bro, you're wild. And I'm like, no, you guys are wild because he made him do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's in a car. He has no choice. He has to do this. Um, and so uh, they end up getting chased by a guy who had the uh american mailbox it was like a little american flag uh, right and they chased, america he chases them and uh shoots at them as they're driving away he busts they are busting car windows mailboxes is one thing that's still a felony first of all yeah but, but it's not the guy whose window is broken he was his um. fucking mailbox he just came and like was shooting at children it's just wild it's all wild. It's fucking wild. Um, so now everyone's getting comfy and cozy with each other. And um, they go to um, a drive-in, kind of like a Sonic. Um, I always say Sonic every time I talk about drive -in. Sonic is not a drive-in. It is. You drive up and you order. I guess. But when, when you say drive-in, I think of like an old-fashioned 50s drive-in. Not a Sonic. That never crosses my mind. Well, you know what? It's it's the Sonic of the back then. <laughs> I don't think you have to. I guess I'm just saying you don't have to explain what a drive-in is. I think most people have a picture of a drive-in and it's not Sonic. So when you say Sonic, it throws me off because I'm thinking. Hedgehog? They hit Sonic back then? <laughs> is, is that who it is? Is it the Hedgehog? <laughs> you hit him and coins come out. You know what I mean? Rings. <laughs> um, so they end up uh, going to this little pop drive-in <laughs> um and they're getting burgers and the geeky people are there and uh the redhead is driving because she's the only one with the car um and matthew mcconaughey drives up next to her and is uh right in front of her after he hits on her invites her to the the moon tower which is where they're going to be doing a beer bust he is sitting in front of her still and he's like man i just love redheads <laughs> i'm like oh my god <laughs> Maybe save, save that for when you drive away. <laughs> I don't know. That might just add a little creepy, but it didn't creep her out because she's like sitting there picking her hair and she's like, what? I think he's cute. <laughs> God. Wild. Um, but they end up going to the moon tower and this is where all the beefy stuff happens. They've been uh, waiting all night to have a little fun and not be around adults. You know what I mean? Be able to do now, Hold on. Let me stop you real quick. Yeah. Because this is the point of the movie that I stopped watching. Okay. 
it just was too Way long. to do the assignment. <laughs> Uh, I I had it on in the background, but it's the part of the movie where I just kind of zoned out and was like, okay, they're in the woods. I get it. I do remember bits and pieces, but I could I could not tell you how this movie ends. Oh, okay. Well, then it'll be a surprise for you. You're gonna love it. I'm so um, excited. So at the Moon Tower, Mike, which is uh, Anthony Rapp's friend, uh, the kind of like awkward, anxious one, the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, he uh, ends up walking by this guy named Clint who looks like a fucking 50s greaser. And um, he's like, oh, it sm- smells like someone's having a good time. And Clint stops him and is like, who cares? What do you mean if I'm having a good time? You got a fucking problem with that, buddy? And Mike's like, you know, very anxious and nervous. He's like, no, I just, I was just saying it sounds like someone's having a good time. It, you know, it, it seems like Clint was smoking something other than weed. He's mething around. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. But he uh, ends up, Clint ends up taking off his shirt trying to fight him. Uh, <laughs> and Pink comes in and uh, I just love how Pink is nice to like literally everyone in this movie. Yeah. And he's like, no, like he's, he breaks up the fight because like Clint obviously respects the quarterback of the school. You know what I mean? Um, and so later... Mike is really upset that this interaction happened. And he's like, this is people just walk all over me all the time. I should have stood up for myself. I should have done something. So he goes and finds Clint like an hour after while they're already super freaking drunk and uh, punches him after he spills a beer on his head. Right. And what happens to him then? Then Clint tackles him to the ground and is beating the shit out of him while all the other people are in a circle around him. And they don't stop it. Because I think, if I remember correctly, he thinks that people will stop it. He says, Nothing, no fights last after the first punch. And I'm like, have you ever seen a fucking fight, sir? Right. Um, and so uh, Pink comes in and saves Mike again and pulls him away. And um, Anthony Rapp is, like, hugging Mike on the ground as Mike's, like, crying and, like, has a bloody nose and is, like, just a really emasculating moment, I feel like, for him. <laughs> kind of sad. I probably wouldn't show my face again for a while. Yeah. Um, now, while uh, the three other popular girls, Parker Posey and the two other girls in the movie, um, they are driving to the moon tower. And uh, it's another funny part where Parker is, one of the girls is friends with uh, the other girls that they're not friends with. And they know that they talk shit about them. So she's like, tell me what they say about us. Just tell us. And she's like, I don't want to make you angry. And she's like, I'm not going to, Parker's like, I'm not going to get angry. I just think it's funny. Just tell us what they said. And uh, she's like, okay, they said you're a bitch talking about Parker Posey. And then the other girl, they're like, they said that you were a slut. And Parker Posey just starts laughing maniacally. And the other girl's like, they called me a slut? How fucking dare they? I can't believe she called me a slut. And they're like, you said you want to get mad. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not mad. <laughs> I just love little girl fights. It's so good. Well, they arrive at the moon tower. And Parker Posey has had a few too many, okay? She has a lot of scenes where she has fallen over on the ground because she's so drunk. And she's just like that annoying girl at the party no one wants to fucking talk to. Because yeah. either you're going to be annoyed by her because she's super drunk. Or she's going to start confrontation. <laughs> Those right. So they you avoid this person at all costs. Well, that's what Sabrina, the middle school girl, tried to do. Uh, she's talking with Anthony uh, Rap at like a, a car trying to like get their flirt on because at the beginning of the movie, Sabrina was sat in front of Tony and had to 
proposed to him. Yeah. And they had a connection there. And um, he even told her she could stand up. He's like, you don't have to kneel. Like, you could stand up. Like, we're equals, you know? And it's so sweet. I just love him. Um, and you could definitely tell he's never been laid. <laughs> Yikes. Bikes. Why do you say that? Because uh, he he has these dreams about having sex with a woman. When they're it's famous. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, so you could clearly say see that he's never had a sexual encounter because he's like all of his imagination fantasies. Like he would have just inserted a girl that he's already been with. He wouldn't have to fantasize about. You know what I mean? Maybe he has a thing for Abraham Lincoln. I think it's sexual frustration that's built up and he doesn't know how to handle it. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. So at this point in the movie, um, they the fight's already over. The beer is almost done. Uh, and uh, Pink goes into the... Keep in mind, all of the high school students are at this fucking party, okay? Right. Simone, his girlfriend-ish in the movie, she's there. Um, and he still finds time to sneak away with Jody, Mitch's sister, uh, and make out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> um, and so you're kind of like... That's the only kind of shitty thing about him. You're like... How, I don't know if I like him anymore. <laughs> is it his girlfriend though? Jody Lauren Adams. Uh, Joe. Uh, yes. Simone is at the very beginning. She's like walking around with him, and like he kisses her before she go leaves and goes to class and stuff. But maybe like, they're just like seeing other people dating, kind of thing. But does she know that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think because that's knows. the only interaction they have, right? Up until that point, anyways. Well, they've had a couple interactions in the movie, like uh, at the very beginning when he kisses her and she goes right. to her, her class. He, uh, she's like, "Are we gonna meet up tonight?" And he's like, oh, "We're just gonna play it by ear." They're not dating. Yeah. First of all, who are you dating that you say we'll just play it by ear and you think you have a serious relationship with? Yeah, but like girls tend to uh, glamorize situations, so maybe she was more into him than he was into her, and she really thought they were dating. You know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and so at this point, they uh, have a great idea. The high dude, Slater, um, is on top of a car. Ex everyone's super high. And he's explaining to them um, aliens. And he's like, did you know that this country was founded by uh, uh, like on aliens? They were really like into it at the time. And like even George Washington, he loved aliens. And did you know George Washington, his first lady, she was, they were growing weed. They were selling it. You know what I mean? And he's just like making up all this shit. And he's like, have you ever looked at the back of a $1 bill? There's some crazy shit going on back there. <laughs> he's like very, his lines are very funny. Um, and he really captures like what a high person's like mental state and how they think. Yeah. And I, because I can attest, I am that person. <laughs> Sometimes I just think about Power Rangers and I'm like, why? Why are you thinking about that? <laughs> I love the pink one. I'm, uh, yo, oh my God, Kimberly. I love Kimberly. Do you know the Red Ranger uh, did gay porn? No, one of them killed somebody. And one of them was gay. We'll let you decide. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick it out in the comments. <laughs> Just leave us a yeah. review. Um, so <laughs> at this point, Slater thinks it's a good idea to uh, go smoke a joint on the 50 yard line of their football stadium. Okay, so Slater, Simone, and um, Pink, and Dawn all go um, and are smoking on the 50-yard line. 
And uh, they're just like talking about how school is like bullshit. And uh, there's a really nice quote where Dawn is talking about like, uh, these are the best days of our lives. These are the worst days of our lives. It's like, it's a moment where like the main character is like looking out and you just hear him talking in the background. It's supposed to be like a pivotal mo yeah. moment. Well, all the fun gets stopped because they've made such a loud fucking noise um, that there are security officers that have come to the stadium and are like flashing lights at them. Uh, now Slater has weed on him and he's like, I don't know what to do with it. So he like swallows a joint because <laughs> he doesn't want to get caught with it. Um, and so they walk closer to the security guards and the security guards recognize Matthew McConaughey and they're like, oh, you're still hanging out with underage kids. <laughs> God, how embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, um, and so then they call the football coach. And Yikes. the football coach has kind of been a dick to Pink the whole movie, really. Um, at the very beginning, after he doesn't want to sign the paper, he yells across, like, a parking lot saying, like, Pink, you need to fix your attitude before next year and don't think I don't see who you're hanging out with. <laughs> he... He ha he does have an attitude though. No, I know, but like, if uh, if someone of authority is confrontational like that in a, in front of a big group of people in front of my friends, um, then I wouldn't want to do what they wanted me to do, anyways. That's because you're you have a problem with authority. Then I don't That's have true. a problem with that. I'm I do what authority tells me to do. Yeah, my mental state is like, if people tell me to do something, I'm like, but. I'm going to try to do it a different way to prove to you that I can, because like who says that, you know, exactly what I should be fucking doing. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm different. I just do what people tell me to do. I don't fucking like people telling me what to do. Cause I'm like, Oh, is your life fucking roses and perfect? No bitch. So how are you telling me what I should do? Fix your life. Jeez. Calm no. down. No, I swear. I'm nice guys. I swear. He's not. Um, so the football coach pulls up. And at this point, it is morning. The day has broken. And um, the, he pulls Pink over to the car and he's like, just telling him, like, you need to sign this. You need to be more serious. And he crumbles up the paper, walks away and says, I'll play football, but I'm going to play it on my terms. And then the coach drives away, like, all pissed. Um, and, you know. They're going to, is that the end of it? Nope. Um, huh. Then uh, they have a plan. Uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, is going to drive with all the people that are there to go get Aerosmith tickets because it's the big concert of the summer. And so uh, it ends with them driving away to go get tickets. Okay. First of all, there one of two things is going to happen. Either they're not going to let him play football and Pink is letting his entire team down just because he doesn't want to sign a paper or if Pink is really that good of a quarterback and they can't find a replacement, they're going to let him play regardless. No, yeah. So, it, it, I don't know. Maybe, to me, it just sounds like he's not really into playing football anymore. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, sure. But so, I don't think he would be upset if they were like, you can't play football. Which I get. But, on the same hand, I'm not a sports person. I don't play. I've never played sports. I'm, But I understand that if you've been on a team for four years... And you're going into your last year of football with this team, and you're supposed you're supposedly really good. You should probably just play the last year. You don't have to do it for a career. Yeah, 
but like to play it your last year and to sign this paper that nobody's following anyway. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those things that it's like, he's just, he's taking a stand on something that, I mean, pick your battles, dude. Like, yeah. So what you're basically (laughs) saying is like, suck it up and just do it. You know? Right. Whereas I'm thinking like, if this is, it's obviously something that's making him miserable because he is, he doesn't seem to like football at all. And just because he's good at it and has done it for all these years and is talented at it, if he doesn't like it, I wouldn't do it anymore. But he's, but that's not the stand he's taking though. He's taking, he doesn't want to sign this paper. To, he doesn't want to stop drinking and doing drugs or whatever the paper said to play. He said he would play football, but on his own terms. So obviously he doesn't hate football. He just is like dying on this hill of not wanting to sign this paper. Yeah. And it's like that's completely selfish to the other yeah. people on your team. Yeah. I think it's a, a moment where he uh, he's realizing he's going to be a senior and he's like close to adulthood. And so I feel like he's at that point trying to act like an adult and take control back because he's been bossed around. And another thing, these kid teenagers that, that want to smoke and do and drink alcohol. Listen, listen to someone who has, who has some years on her. You have your whole life to smoke and drink alcohol. It's true. Be a kid. Yeah. Rub some dirt. Hang out. You don't have to be doing drugs. Yeah. But it's like anybody, t- any authority telling a child to not do something, they're going to want to fucking do it. Now, I sound like, like such a square, but like, it's true. Like, I'm not against drugs and alcohol, but it's just like, I wish kids would just realize that they have their whole life to like, go out and drink. And let me just tell you, drinking is not, it's like I told, tell my kid teenagers, drinking is not all it's cracked up to be. It doesn't taste good. Yeah. And it makes you feel like shit. No, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's somebody I went to high school with who is like a really heavy drinker. And if you drink substantially for a long period of time, you age so fucking fast. Yeah. It is wild. He looks like a fucking grandpa. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like he was very popular in high school. And that led him to probably joining a fraternity and drinking like all fucking time. It's wild. Alcohol do some fucked up shit to you. Um, and I say, if you're going to do drugs, um, do it responsibly. I don't There's know. no need to do, uh, to do drugs when you're a teenager. There just isn't. There yeah. just isn't. Focus on your grades. Stay in school. Yeah. That's true. I like that. Lizzie. There. There. You want some advice? Here it fucking is. <laughs> yeah, stay in school. Don't do drugs um, until you're an adult. Then fuck it up. You know what I mean? Do it. That's what Lindsay said. I mean, just you have your whole life to try drugs. Yeah, it's Finish like school. You, go to college. Get a good job. And then, if you need me to tie you off, I'll do it. You know what I mean? I'll, just, <laughs> I'll do it because, like, what are friends? Uh, <laughs> I know. Just need it. I just need it. Uh, speaking of tying off, I've seen a lot of uh, intervention recently and it gives me flashbacks. Not because my life was that out of control, but it just is like so uncomfortable to see someone at their lowest. I would never want to see how I uh, was behaving like when right after. The I movie. don't enjoy. Can I just say that? I don't enjoy reality TV like that. Hoarders. I can only watch a little bit of that before it gets like uncomfortable. Crazy. 
Um, what are, some are you one of those Beverly people, Housewives? I hate. I don't. Like are you one of those this. people that like? Uh, I am one of these people that when I see something on TV that makes me feel uncomfortable, I immediately change the channel and I yeah. don't even go. I can't go back to it because like I put myself in their situation and I'm just like it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I just don't like it. I I don't understand how people get to that point in anything, whether it be that that. The sisters, the sisters that are huge, the 600 pound, my 600 pound life or whatever it is. Yeah. And you know, they don't want to lose weight now because they're on a fucking TV show where like they have to maintain that weight in order for it to be, you know what I mean? And let me just preface this by saying, if anybody's ever seen me, I am not a skinny girl. I'm a big girl, but I, I, I just could not imagine getting that big and then going on TV. And now they made the sister. I can't remember what the show is called, but they're two sisters. My 600 pound life. Yeah, and she, um, they just, now they've made a career out of it, out of being yeah. big. And it's just like, this is so cringy to watch. No, yeah, there's, uh, and it's a big thing with uh, comedians too, like uh, Ralphie May. Uh, yeah. He was, uh, got popular from Last Comic Standing, a reality TV show. And he got so much fame because his jokes were about him being big. And mm -hmm. then he ended up dying from heart disease because mm -hmm. of him being big. And it's like, these people are making their careers on it. Uh, what's his name? It's another comedian. Uh, his He has a show now that's coming to San Antonio called Fluffy. That's the name of his fucking show. And yeah. It's, it's, referencing, like it's referencing his weight and it's, you're you're making it okay for, I'm saying, if, I, if you're I, healthy. Listen, we don't want to get into fat shaming or anything No, like I'm that. not, I'm not fat if shaming. I'm just saying like- If Lizzo, you're comfortable with your bigger, body, Lizzo's a bigger girl and yeah. she's healthy about it. You know what I mean? It's regardless. It doesn't, I guess it's just, it, it I, I hate that. I, I guess I just hate when other people have uh, p opinions about other people's weight. So like when you're putting yourself on a TV show based around your weight, it's like, wh why are you doing that? You know, people are going to say stuff about you. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We got off on a real tangent there. No, but I think it's something important that uh, as we do more of these podcasts, me and Lindsay tend to open up a little bit more about our opinions and views. I think at the beginning, we were a little bit more uh, closed off, uh, not wanting to say the wrong thing or just like trying to keep it a little bit more like uh, just. Oh, people are going to start hating us. Well, that's OK. We do have opinions. Well, and we would love to hear your opinions as well, as long as they're positive or <laughs> we'd love. Yeah. Or it's like um, giving someone pointers. If it comes from a good place, then that's fine. But if you're just being angry to be angry, I feel like nowadays, especially people want to find something wrong because they just want to be angry. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like it's it's a bitch, especially with social media, like. People are very quick to say something behind the keys of a fucking computer, but like would never say it to someone's face. And it's just making people like be brave behind right. closed right. doors. You know what I mean? Um, and it's kind of almost like a split personality thing. Like you would never say this to somebody in real life, but you're saying it now because no one knows who you are. Really? No one can see you. You're not in danger. Right. Wild. So yes. You listened to this podcast and it made you dazed and confused. I get it. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff tonight, but one thing I wanted to end this with before we get done, just to touch on the movie one more time, was um, Lindsay didn't bring this up and she always has the good information. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, there was an underage marriage that happened in this movie. I did not find that information. Like behind the scenes, not obviously in the movie, um, but Mila Jovovich, God, I wish. And her opposite in the movie, uh, Pickford, they, he was 21, she was 16. They got married in Vegas. What? Yep. And then as soon as her mom found out about it, they, uh, she made them get a divorce. I bet. Yeah. So it's like, it's just a little wild. They, and it's, it, it was said that, uh, Pickford was a bitch to work with in this movie. Like he didn't like to interact with any of the other like Which characters. One was Pickford? Pickford is the one who sells the weed. The one with like the long brown hair and always has like a buttoned down shirt. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, um, he was uh, him and Mila were very close during the movie, and it uh, he didn't want to talk to anybody else. And just to be clear, this movie wasn't filmed in the seventies. No, this movie it was, was filmed in nineteen ninety three. So that that's sketch. That's wild. It is very crazy. Um, the fact that, like, she's 16 years old. Like, Jesus Christ. The fact that they can't even get married when she was 16. Who married them? Vegas, anything's possible. Good Lord. Just ask Brittany. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Poor Brittany. Poor Brittany. Poor Brittany, another shot. Let's, let's, <laughs> leave, let's leave the podcast on that note, that Brittany Spears needs to be freed. Read and because we're bringing it up, we're gonna do crossroads sometime soon. Um, and we're gonna do it. I don't know if we're doing it sometime soon. That's yeah, we have list. a pretty Lindsay is very schedule oriented, and uh, we have our next like 11 movies like lined up and released. Yeah, look for it because we're gonna do one every two weeks for the next couple months, and then the month of October, we're gonna release one every Friday. So, and it's gonna be scary Halloween movies. Yes, it's going to be really, really... We're going to call it, like, fucked up flicks or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but next week, or next time, not next week, but the next one's going to be Now and Then. Yes, and I love that movie so much. Honestly, it is, like, every time... It's a hard movie to get to find to watch somewhere for free, but anytime it is on, I will stop whatever I'm doing and I will watch it. Yeah, just buy it. It's worth it. Ruthie O'Donnell, Melanie Griffith. Demi Moore, Rita Wilson, Christina Ricci, Thora Birch, Thora Birch, Gabby main... Hoffman. Yes, I was about to say that main character <laughs> child that no one knows. And then Rita Wilson's younger self, which I'm sorry, I don't know her name. Yeah. We will next week, though. We will because we're going to do our fucking research. Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. He's naked in it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's a child. Yeah, so don't go looking for that. Yeah, all these uh, creepers are gonna go and like be like, oh, it, Brendan Fraser. Oh yeah, Purple Heart. So it'll be a good time. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned because you could possibly see Christina Ricci drown. <laughs> Who knows? Love it. I just yes, kill her now. Casper was bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. Was she and Casper before this that movie or after? Because Devin um, Sawa was in that too. I think was. I think they did that movie first based off of Devin Sawa looks a little older in now and then than he did. Oh, okay, it. okay. Yeah. Because Devin Sawa is Casper. 
who else? What's that? Janine Garofalo. She's in now and then. Oh my God. She's great. I love her in any movie she's in. Yeah. Honestly, She's great. But we could sit here rambling all fucking night because sure could. we love each other so much. We just, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just so fun to hang out. I'm going to send you your cup. Yes, my sister made cups um, for me and her. We're not selling merch because you guys don't deserve it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's just a lot of work. My sister makes a lot of cups. Uh, uh, follow Glitter Witch Tumblers. Um, she is a beast. I'll post a picture of it on our Instagram. Yes, please do. Of our, pic of our cups? Of the cup, yep. Yep, and then uh, we'll put a little link uh, in our bio so you can uh, click on it and go buy some shit from her because she has kids she needs to feed. <laughs> All right. And I will find that picture of Nick with the black hair with the orange in it. God damn it. Hell or high water. Hell or high water. Oh, God. I hope it's high water. <laughs> I hope it's <laughs> hell's pretty hot, I hear. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Depends what ring you're at. Um, but yes. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chaotic Cinema. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Bye. She didn't even say her fucking tagline. Oh, okay. or nightmares. <laughs> you know, because I said you mammaries. said memories, and it threw me you off. Sh you should have said or night terrors, because it's like kid stuff. You know? No, how is it a mammary like a mammogram? Mammary, yeah, with boobs. How does that have to do with? Because kids suck kids. on titties. All right. Well, for thanks for li thanks for listening, everybody, to another episode of chaotic cinema thanks for the memories or nightmares <laughs> bye bye thanks for listening to another episode of chaotic cinema tonight we got to hear about how much nick loves this movie and parker posey and how much i hate teenagers and ben affleck tune in next time when we talk about the great 90s hit now and then and don't forget to check out our Instagram page where you will see that picture of Nick with the black and orange long hair. See you next time. Bye.